episode 17 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican with Knight Editor Ben Rowe, Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio. I'm Sports Editor Joey LaFranca. How are we doing? Joey Bats, doing good? Ben? Joey, we're, we're doing pretty good, Joey. Okay, so we've, we've really established the two different levels that can go on on the microphone now. I think we're ready to rock, but... I had lunch in Dannemora today. <laughs> okay, uh-uh. how'd that go? Interesting. Where'd you eat? Uh... I'll tell you the backstory. All right, give give us uh, to it. My daughters are visiting from out of town. Sarah came, flew in from Salt Lake City, Utah, and Amy lives in Portland, Maine. Um, Sarah flew into Boston, okay, not far from Portland. Amy picked her up. They drove here. They're going to spend a couple weeks here, hopefully. Awesome for Thanksgiving and through the rest of the month. But Utah's a hot spot for COVID. Mm-hmm. And so they're very concerned. So they're staying in an Airbnb in Dannemora oh. for five days until they can get tested. Okay. And then they're going to come into our house. Um, they're going for their test tonight, as a matter of fact. So they're both working remotely and at the Airbnb, which has Wi-Fi in Dannemora. Yes. And um, <laughs> it's it's uh, apartment building. It's actually a really nice place. It's apartment uh, up oh. upstairs, right across from the prison, nice. and right next to where the gazebo is okay. in downtown Dannemora. Sure. So they're like, Dad, come have lunch with us. I'm like, okay. And uh, Sarah ordered from Panera. I picked it up. Curbside. I didn't even have to go in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, new, the, new, yeah the new Panera. They brought it to my car. I went up to Dannemora, and we had lunch in the gazebo. In uh, downtown Dannemora today, yeah, oh. overlooking the prison. Father, <laughs> what a scenic, what a scenic <laughs> lunch! A father-daughter scenic lunch overlooking Clinton Correctional Facility. Actually, if you look the other way, well, first you can see the manhole cover where David Sweat and Richard Mack famous, came out of. the famous manhole. And the view of the Adirondacks is splendid. oh yeah, oh yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Uh-huh. It's um, so yeah. I had uh, I was happy to have spend some time in Dannemora. There we well, go. Was it snowing up in Dannemora yet? Uh, almost. Almost. <laughs> it was chilly. Yeah, it was chilly. it's getting cold now. I think we had our nice little extra, you know, Indian summer, and now yeah. it's going to get cold very fast all of a sudden. I still remember covering, I think it was volleyball tournament or something like that up there one time, and like up a, was it Saranac or something like Had that? Had to have been in Saranac. Yeah. So it wouldn't and, have been in Dannemora to cover volleyball. And it's that I went, I had a break and I took a drive up from Saranac up toward Dannemora. Yep. And down Saranac, it was nice and like light brown, <laughs> light green. Head up for like five minutes, ten minutes. And oh my Alaska. God, it's winter. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. That, eleva- that elevation change, even in Saranac, that mm-hmm. I'm telling you. You go cover a soccer game there or something, and then Let it snow. Uh, it's a whole other world. <laughs> the weather up there is crazy. Pickett's Corners. Pickett's Corners Road. Right around that park. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's crazy, though. But Speaking of changing temperatures, how about that election? <laughs> that was an interesting transition. I don't know if, we, if that worked, but that is where we're going. Um, we talked about the local elections, and now, after last week, we didn't know exactly what was going on with the national election yet with the, pre- with the presidential election, but now it seems like at least we're, we're confirmed that Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the United States. And I have now learned that it's very important to say president-elect or people get upset. Very good, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything-elect. And actually, from the, the, in my opinion, the bigger twist was when we read the absentees down here, and all of a sudden the mayor's race took a 
A 180. Mm -hmm. Yes, the local election, which took up much of our time this week, uh, as they counted, I think it was 2,300 absentees for the mayor's race. And Scott Beebe had a 290-vote lead after Election Day, which is normally pretty sizable. Um, Didn't turn out that way, as I think when they opened the absentees, they leaned heavily Democrat in favor of Chris Rosenquist. And he wound up winning by about 300 votes, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, a, a comfortable margin. So Chris Rosenquist is the new mayor-elect yes. of the city of Plattsburgh. Um, and also in the council races, Jacob Avery, a challenger, was leading incumbent Mike Kelly on election night, but I think it was 35 votes. And after absentees, Mike Kelly looks like the winner by only a handful, like 14, I think it was. So he'll keep his seat. Jennifer Talon won the Ward 4 seat against Ethel Facto. That was a wide open seat. Um, She won it handily. And Patrick McFarland, the incumbent, also won his Ward 5 seat again handily. Um, So you will have one new city councilor and a new mayor. Wendell Hughes from Area 8, a Democrat, won that seat on the special election for the Clinton County Legislature over Bill Fisher uh, by a comfortable margin. And I th- the other races that have local implications, the state Senate race with Clinton County Treasurer Kimberly Davis running against Dan Steck, the assemblyman from uh, Glens Falls area. Nothing changed there. Mm-hmm. Dan Steck's still the winner. Elise Stefanik's still the winner in um, the congressional race, and I believe President Trump won Clinton County. Yes. Um, I looked at the numbers. It was close. It wasn't like it was a blowout by any means. Yeah, we'll have to check and see if all the absentees were accounted for mm-hmm. that one, too. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that, I, I was going to say that um, you, were, you guys have been talking about it, but it never really registered in my mind until this Monday. I feel like Monday was more chaotic for you than Tuesday night. Yeah, the local interest, obviously, um, yeah. uh, it's heavy. So um, that kept us busy. Unfortunately, the way they can count the, the automated system now makes the counting a lot quicker. And we were able to find out the mayor's race by mid-afternoon, I think. Yeah, that seems to be, yeah, that that's what I can remember. It was mid-afternoon by the time we figured it out, which yeah. was, but yeah, I mean, you said it, the... Um, one of the interesting things that kind of um, mirrored the presidential election was the amount of absentee ballots that more favored in terms of the, the Democratic side of things than the Republican side of things. So it was interesting to see that. And throughout all of the presidential election, one of the things that was kind of a storyline was Democrats were saying, you know, do your absentee balloting, absentee voting and um, you know, vote by mail, vote things, by of mail that, yeah. things of that nature. And that kind of was the same type of premise that happened with the mayor's election. So interesting to see that. Um, kind of, it was kind of, I thought that was kind of an interesting angle to things. Yeah, you have to give Democrats credit for working the mail-in ballot system. Mm-hmm. Um, you could easily argue that they did it better than Republicans because they got way more right in our absentee ballot voting. Yeah. Um, in national and state and local. Yep. So that that will be something to see, like in future elections, I'll be interested to see if that continues or it goes back to a little bit normal 
after hopefully COVID is over. And that is one of the other main things that now that election season is kind of winding down and, you know, there will still be a little bit of talk about elections, but now COVID is back to the forefront and it's bad. It sure is. Uh, We've seen numbers up in Clinton and Franklin County for sure. Mm -hmm. Essex County is thankfully a little bit more stable, but we saw their spike earlier this year. Right. um, Down uh, centering around the Essex Center. But Franklin County had a big jump. I think they went from only four cases on October 30 to now over 50. Yeah. Just like two weeks or so later. Clinton County is up to... 73. Is it that high? Yeah, yeah. that's what it was today. The record. Yep. Um, and, you know, the the alarm bells are ringing. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, COVID panels have been meeting, talking about what to do. School districts, school superintendents have been meeting, talking about maybe going remote quickly. Yeah. Or soon. Um, and we'll see how what that looks like and for how long. Um, on the horizon, you have, I think, another week of SUNY Plattsburgh session, and then those students will be going home, which everybody says that may help lower the numbers. I, I but, hope uh, But so. conversely, you have local kids who are away at SUNY or other colleges coming back. That's an interesting point. And what are they bringing? Yeah. And then you have Thanksgiving and gatherings and then, Ro, we can get into the gatherings rule very shortly. The gatherings. Um, so there's a lot of concerns out there mm-hmm. about this COVID situation and how bad it has been and how bad it's been getting and how bad it could be getting. Yeah. Well, not to jump around in topics a bit, but I actually did pull up um, some of the latest um, presidential results. And that actually, for the Biden-Trump popularity... He actually grew his lead pretty significantly in all three counties. So it's interesting, oh, interesting that after four years, it was a lot tighter for him back in the day. And so now he had a much more comfortable margin and took the lead in Clinton County. So it's, um, yeah, again, it was an interesting presidential year and interesting Trump administration, but we'll see. But for right now, vice or well, president-elect Biden <laughs> will have to, um, yes, confront the well, as the national story goes, it's rising everywhere, <laughs> like oh, in, terrible, in pretty much all states. Terrible. And as yeah. that, as was, I mean, this didn't, this shouldn't surprise us. People are telling us back in the spring and summer, there's going to be a second wave. And actually, I think this might be kind of the third wave if you count the late summer <laughs> as the second wave. You're right. And, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in the South and Midwest in the summer mm-hmm. was, uh, they had their other own wave or whatever it was. Um, and now this is, um, and everybody's concerned about the weather changing and people going inside. And it's just the fact that, you know, um, that the holiday season is traditionally, from in my view anyway, it's a time where from the rest of the stresses of the year, you can kind of take a breath and like relax and be like, all right, it's the holidays. You know, we get to chill with family and inside and cozy and all that kind of stuff. And People are like, where's my cozy? And we're yeah. like, no, you're going to be tough. And it's like, Well, it's now tough. the governor has come out and said that the gatherings are no more than 10 people. Mm. And people are concerned that, okay, does this mean our holiday family Thanksgiving get-together is going to be interrupted? Uh, technically, yes, it yeah. is. Who's going to enforce it? 
that's a whole nother issue we're working on story today. Karen I was Chad. just actually going to ask about that. Like, how is that going to, because that was the age old dilemma back in March and April when their, you know, communities would shut down at, you know, nine or 10 o'clock or whatever. And people were always saying, well, how is it going to be enforced? So that, that would be what I would be curious about. How is this going to be enforced? Um, well, obviously, I mean, if, if, you hate your neighbor and you see 12 cars in his yes. yard, you're going to call. The narcs. <laughs> the narc, the narc police. So what are the cops going to do? Are they going to knock on the door saying, okay, you, you, and you out? Yeah. Probably not. No. Um, I was kidding around that, that the police were going to go to the grocery stores and check all the receipts for anybody who bought a turkey over 12 pounds. Yeah. I mean, as we were saying, is that if you have an obnoxiously large gathering, then obviously you're going to be drawing attention to yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. But yes, is that if you keep it to a reasonable amount, whatever that may be, then you're, you're making your own decision. But yeah, they're probably not going to bust down every little through four car gathering. <laughs> and, and and it's it's you know holidays for family time, mm -hmm. so most of these gatherings are family. Um, are they in the same and... pod? Maybe not, mm -hmm. but uh, right. it's not like yeah, it's not like a, a party or whatever where there's a bunch of other strangers. Yeah. But um, we did actually put out a question on Facebook this week, asking people what their plans are, and it was interesting. Is that um, honestly, I had expected just from the um, the chatter about town, um, that kind of thing, of a lot more resistance to it, the idea of eating alone or eating with just your household. But a lot of people um, say, um, just to go through a couple, um, just kind of spend it here with my mom and stepdad. Um, people, please enjoy. Oh, yeah, I like this one from um, from Sandy Danforth. Um, just going to spend it here with my mom and stepdad. People, please enjoy because of the drop of a pen, it can change. Cherish and be thankful. So there's that one. Um, same as every year, me and my kids cooking dinner at home. Um, just the two of us. Um and yeah like i said is that you know that all comes down to the fact that we just if we can make it through the holidays that's going to be the big you know decider is that people again it's the time it's time to get together so just as we said on the podcast before you don't need to be the fun police you don't need to cut everything out but just be smart about it and right and hopefully, you know, people will adhere to that. And, you know, like you said, we need a break. <laughs> we need some Thanksgiving. Yeah, no. And I mean, that is the issue with what you said, Ben, about this is the holidays. This is a time to kind of chill a little bit. The issue is what has been the narrative of late. One of the plot lines has been COVID fatigue, mm -hmm. uh, mm. quarantine fatigue. It's real. It is absolutely real. And the issue is you can't let the whole theme of the holiday kind of relaxation mode buddy up with the fatigue and cause a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of health officials are really trying to stress at this point is try and enjoy your holiday, but keep in mind that there is a pandemic going on. And as much as you want to get together with family, this might be that one year where you will have to adjust things quite a bit or maybe a little bit and keep in mind that moving forward so we can have a normal thanksgiving and a normal christmas next year or whatever holidays you celebrate toward christmas time um try and have it be something where by next year it can be normal and i think that's the goal at this point it's going to be it's one of those things where it's it's like any task nobody likes to <laughs> 
Nobody likes to unclog a toilet, but you have to unclog the toilet so it keeps working. And I don't know, I feel like that's a terrible analogy, but <laughs> it works. And I think hopefully everybody can kind of laugh at that. Because no, that's, well, ta- that's a task that everyone can relate to. But nobody, it's true. Nobody it's, wants to do that. It's the fact that you can either unclog the toilet now or keep using it <laughs> and, and making it more clogged. And water and this just floods the, everywhere. This is a disgusting analogy. <laughs> well, hopefully people can laugh at that. It, it's, it's true. you got to stem the flow. So, <laughs> yes. So yes. Um, and <laughs> the winner for worst COVID pandemic <laughs> <laughs> treatment analogy. Well, good news may be on the horizon. In the Actually, I got a better one. Cleaning your gutter on your house is that you can either get up there, get out the ladder, go up, scoop out a separate thing on your gutter, <laughs> yes. or ignore it, and then it builds up, and then your gutter breaks off your house. And so. No. Unplugging the toilet. Unplugging it, the, the unplugging the toilet. It hits home. Everybody <laughs> can re- everybody can relate. I just to don't it. want to think about that image. <laughs> but especially what. But a, nobody wants to think about the COVID pandemic yes, either. But here we are. And especially what a S show yes. 2020 has been. Oh, but absolutely. On, absolutely. On some good news <laughs> is the fact that, and I should pull up the the COVID data vaccine before I yes talk out yeah. of my butt is the fact that. Um, that the fact, Pfizer. I'll let I'll let you do that while you're pulling it up. Yeah. I, I was I yeah. was gonna say the fact that there is talk now, legitimate talk of a vaccine. Yes. If the whole the whole premise of all of this has been, there hasn't been a finish line. No. There hasn't been the okay if we follow all these guidelines by March first or April first because that kind of seems to be where we're talking at this point. By that point. We'll have a vaccine, and then we will rid COVID-19 of being an issue. But that hasn't existed. But with this vaccine, which Ben, can you can now talk yes. about probably a little bit more, that is going to be something that really might help matters, not only physically, but mentally. And I, I'm hoping that does prove to be the case. It's the fact that, yes, in the crazy storybook of 2020, the weird bright light in all this is the fact that Pfizer announced this week that not only has the vaccine been coming along well, but it's showing to be even better than what people expected. There's the 90% effectiveness, which Dr. Fauci, all kinds of scientists saying, as I heard on NPR the other day, we were we were thinking, they say like, you know, 65, 70% effective, 90% effective, like, holy cow. <laughs> like, that's good yeah. news. Oh, it's, that's, I feel like that's about as good of news as you can get at this so point. So if we can, yes, if we can, again, survive the winter and get to that shiny finish line, then that'll be good. And I think, you know, imagine that if we get through, you know, early part of next year, middle of next year, people get vaccinated, the thing goes away. By this time next year, if it's gone, imagine the, what the holidays will be like then in terms yeah. of celebration. It'll be very festive. Yes, as yes. it should be. And it, oh, speaking of festiveness, though, one another bright bright light that I like this year, Thanksgiving lights. Is that yes. if you drive around, it's like, I'm people, like are, people are putting up their Christmas lights up. I love the I'm fact like, that people yeah. are putting up their Christmas lights and stuff already. I think that's really cool. Is that, um, as Joe and I were saying the other day, is that, you know, it just cheers you up to like drive home at night, and it's like, yeah. oh, look at all that. So kudos to the people that are deciding, you know what? No, Christmas now. <laughs> Lights now. Yeah, we, we need some type of, because like, we've always been asking for a sense of normalcy. And to have that sense of normalcy now, in, in, in terms of looking at Christmas lights and whatnot, 
That's awesome, and that's what that's really one thing that could could help out a little bit. Christmas cheer. Yeah, I saw some in, in Katieville the other day. The house was totally decorated. Yeah, it, it did look really. I cool. saw a gigantic Santa on the roof the other day, and I was laughing because it's just I was thinking a plastic like, Santa. No, I don't know what <laughs> it was. Real Santa. But, yeah, real Santa. He was just standing on the roof. <laughs> did I ever tell you the plastic Santa story? No. <laughs> no. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. so are we going to hear it? Because I feel like we need to at this point. Uh, oh, probably. This will, this will be the transition now in the pod from going from serious talk. We will now start to have <laughs> our, our fun bit of the pod. Okay. <laughs> I'm good for these stories. Yes. About probably early to mid-2000s, uh, Dan Stewart was mayor. City of Plattsburgh, and they used to have a holiday decorating, light decorating contest. Uh And, you know, people would decorate their houses. Uh, A group of six or seven judges would drive around and give out awards. Sure. Best house, best lights, different categories. They still do that up in, like, Champlain. Yeah, they do it a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Well, in the city of Plattsburgh, it was a big deal. And it got to the point where some people would go all out. Mm-hmm. And you know, and decorate their houses and their yards, and they didn't win, <laughs> and they complained, <laughs> and it got to the point where the complaints were so much, so many, they ruined the whole thing. So Dan Stewart canceled the holiday lighting. He canceled Christmas. Great. He canceled Christmas <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so of course, I wrote a story about it. And it went viral. Oh, no. <laughs> the whole, went worldwide. Oh, no. And the mayor of Plattsburgh um, cancels Christmas. <laughs> and so I interviewed some of the people that had not won and complained. And this one guy, <laughs> this one guy here in the city uh, said, he said, yeah, I, I work for three or four days in my yard decorating every year, and I don't win anything. And some guy sticks up a plastic Santa Claus, <laughs> and he wins first <laughs> And I remember, because I, I was playing beer league hockey then. Okay. And that night I went to hockey, and uh, Mike Legree, uh, former uh, head of the ambulance uh, okay. division at the hospital, he said, yeah, I read your story. That guy was upset about the plastic Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. That, see, that is, I, I hope, I really hope that those are the type of stories that can be appearing in the paper again at yeah. some point. Because that, that's just kind of funny. That there's, I mean, that guy obviously was very passionate about his Christmas decor. He was. Um, he was upset he didn't win. Okay. When some guy just sticks up a plastic Santa Claus. Yeah, no, I can, I can understand where he's coming from with that. I mean, you put in all that effort, and then some guy just puts out a little plastic Santa. I mean, my goodness. Mayor Electra Rosenquist, if you're listening, Christmas decoration contest, consider it. Let's bring yeah, it back. See, that would, that would well, I'm cool. a little concerned that plastic Santa Clauses will get a bad rap. Mm. There's some good-looking, big blow-up Santas and stuff nowadays. So. The blow-up, the blow-up stuff isn't a bad idea as long as you can wait it down and it doesn't blow away. But I feel that. that would be bad. There's you that see risk. Santa <clears throat> blowing down the road. <laughs> I mean, that my, be my memory is always seeing Santa atop the plane, and I don't. Yeah. Oh, that, that was I, controversial too. Why? I, wait, why was that controversial? Oh, really? Yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Here we go. Let's highly do it. controversial. I mean, when I was growing up, that's like my grandparents. They always take me up and be like, "Oh, look at giant Santa off on the uh, on the bomber." Yes. Yes. Dude, let's why let's go another world, story. Why would you put Santa Claus on a vehicle of destruction and death? Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. Well, I guess I can understand that, but at the same time, like, come on. Oh yeah. The funny part. I have a story about that. That Santa. 
into that appears like next to the plane now and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, I so I think we've we I mean we've talked about it before. I in high school I went to Seton, and one day I'm in chemistry class, and the, the chemistry classroom is really like right near the window, and it faces New York. Uh, what is it, Avenue or Road or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was after Christmas. It was probably like. Uh, Two or three weeks after Christmas, and we looked out the we looked out the window, and one of my friends goes, "Oh my God, look! It's giant Santa! He's on! He's on, He's drowned! He's riding on the truck!" And he turned around, and they were taking the Santa back to wherever it was stored. <laughs> but it was really funny to actually see giant Santa slowly just driving down the road, and our chemistry teacher goes, "What?" And she goes. Oh, yeah, Giant Santa going down the road. She's yeah, like, I yeah, thought you guys yeah, were yeah. just making a joke or something. But there's actually a Giant Santa going down the road. Yeah. So that was really funny when that happened. And I've actually seen where that's actually stored now. It's kind of, it's right, it's on the base. And it's kind of when I've seen it when I've been driving to the barracks golf course or things mm-hmm. of the, or things like in, in that area. Actually, that's the only reason I'd be driving in that area. It's kind of on, it's in one of those uh, little lots. And that's where they keep it. And I always laugh. I'll always, I'll always remember the story. Look, Giant Santa's going Absolutely. down the road. Well, it was, you know, it used to, it was a full Santa and mm-hmm. it would straddle the bomber. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people would complain and the Air Force, of course, people would defend it. This is Santa we're trying to spread cheer, <laughs> you know, and stuff. Right. But then it was quite old and about, well, had to be more than 10 years ago, mm-hmm. Santa broke. Oh, at, no. at the waist. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that why he's on the? Is, that's why he's on like so the little platform. So they were going to get rid of him. But yeah. City of Plattsburgh Department of Public Works, kudos to them, built this little box the platform, yeah, and put the top part of Santa in it to salvage Santa. Interesting. And not on the bomber, but next, next to, to it. The that's really funny. I didn't know that, and I because I I remember seeing photos of like when he was when they would put Santa on the bomber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought to myself, oh, that's cool. And then I never really thought about. It. I didn't know it broke, so that's that's yes. that's good good for them. Yeah. They they preserved they preserved the life of Santa. They did. Do we know what he was made of? Like was it cloth? Plastic Santa Claus. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It can't be. It, uh, it, I'm not sure. I'm it couldn't sure. have been. It can't be that heavy. I mean, but I mean, granted, they are putting on a bomber. I'm pretty sure you could even put like a, a little bit heavy of a Santa. I mean, Santa's heavy to begin with. You know, I yes. mean, he's got it, some pounds. It is a very 1980s image of Santa up on a jet, it's like Top oh, Gun. I think it, was, <laughs> it was from I think the 60s. I think. Right. It went way back. Maybe even further. No, that's that that's awesome. And speaking of. Um, Christmas time and whatnot. Usually, uh, we're gearing up for the winter sports season at this time, and I just wanted to briefly talk about how, you know, I feel like we're back in fall with talking about what sports are going to happen, what sports aren't. But uh, what it looks like at this point is the New York State. So New York State came out with guidance that said low and moderate risk sports will be allowed to play if permitted by. NISFA, and then so the New York State Public High School Athletic Association, as well as the sections that are in that body of uh, uh, association or whatever you want to call it. Um, but the sports that are going to be allowed at this point are gymnastics. Uh, gymnastics is a fall sport here, but mostly throughout the state it's a winter sport. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have girl, boys and girls bowling, uh, boys and girls tra- indoor track and field, um, boys swimming and diving. And there was one other one I'm trying to think of. Actually, that might be it. Wait a minute. They're having indoor track? Yes, that is that is permitted. Where? 
that's just one of the sports that would be permitted if 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 a section well, where are they going to have it? Here, yeah. I don't know. They could potentially do it at the field house. I thought that's not available this winter. I didn't know. I I'm not sure. Um, we we can check. That. We can we will actually have to check that out. Yeah. Um, if not, then that's an interesting question right. as to how they would potentially do that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other places where they could potentially hold something like that. So that'll be something to look into. Um, but those will be the sports that will be allowed in the winter. Um, practices are uh, permitted to start November 30th, but we're a long ways away from that. A lot could happen in between then and who's to, who or, you know, I don't know what exactly is going to happen. But that is the guidance as of now. Sports that are still going on as of now, uh, the cross country season. The cross country season has wrapped up. The girls swimming season has wrapped up. Um, the two things that are left are uh, Champlain Valley Athletic Conference gymnastics, which we'll have this week and then next week, and then they will be done. And tomorrow will be the conclusion of the Northern Soccer League fall tournament, uh, which was broken down into three pods. So we have six championship soccer games this Saturday, which will be. A tall task for the PR Sports Department to cover, but I think we have actually figured out how to do it, remarkably so. Um, and I have to say that the the tournament that Section 7 decided to put on, they're not having, they didn't, they decided not to have actual sectionals, but they basically created a North Country World Cup with, where, <laughs> where teams can play a couple extra games and it can be considered playoffs and it can have that playoff incentive and you can actually go and win some type of championship. They broke it down into regions. Uh, they call it the lake region, the valley region, and the mountain region. And the teams that elected to play this season were all eligible to play in it. Most of the teams, there was one There was one team that did not opt in for injury reasons. Um, they have been playing, and we're going to have the championships tomorrow. And I have to say that the games that I've watched this week have been very exciting. I've covered two overtime games. Um, there have been other overtime games that I was not at but did take place, and it's been very exciting. And uh, even though there's no sectionals this year, these teams are still competing very hard. I believe one of the games you described as, quote, one heck of a game. Yes, I wrote a lead because I was trying to think, how can I summarize uh, this game in my opening paragraph? And I said, literally, for a lack of better words, the Northeastern Clinton and Town boys played one heck of a soccer game on <laughs> Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> And that game was actually very interesting. And that was an upset. Number four, Beekman Town, upsets top-seeded NCCS. So. Great. And we had another upset the next day. Number three, PHS, defeats number two, Peru, in boys soccer. So good stuff. And uh, the Peru girls had a great uh, three. Uh, they were down 2 nothing at halftime, come back, win 3-2 against Beekman Town. Um, so lots of good stuff moving ahead. And Yeah, and tomorrow it's a certain coach's last game. Yeah, so I was going to say it is one Mary Latemplio's last game as head coach of the Saranac girls soccer team. So Let's I'm sure your last practice. I'm sure her husband will have a little bit of emotion tomorrow. Oh, it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been They better win. They better, they better <laughs> win. They better, you, you know, that's that's the thing that'll be um it it will be fun to see. I'm sure that game. That game should be a good game. Uh, Saranac girls against Osceola Valley girls. Osceola Valley girls are a very good soccer team. Yep. Um, they played two tight games this year. Lindsay Douglas has done a very good job with that program as a whole. Um a couple of years ago that program was um struggling quite a bit. And there has been quite quite a turnaround from that program, as well as some other programs around here. So that has been nice to see. So 
Looking forward to some good playoff soccer on Saturday. I will be at uh, three different games tomorrow, so I'm going to be running the gauntlet of soccer. And I'm actually pretty excited to do it, and I will be dressing nice and warm, mm-hmm. to say the least. And uh, one final thing to talk about. Speaking of seeds. Yeah, seeds, is the Thanksgiving Madness bracket that I've been Ooh. running. And have you guys been paying attention to some of the upsets that have been going on? See, I haven't seen that many upsets. Is the so far on my bracket, everything Brussels has sprouts? been no. lining up. No, so the the main upsets, technically speaking, have been uh, lasagna, a twelve seed upset steak. No, that's not. No, upset. that's not. That's an not upset. an upset. Okay. <laughs> well, tec- not tec- Thanksgiving. Technically, it was <laughs> okay. And then the other interesting ones that. Are, are, those are pretty heavily upset. So cheese and crackers upset shrimp cocktail. Oh, my in, goodness. In the appetizer. What are people thinking? <laughs> in the appetizers region. That one, that one's not an upset to me. Is that If you have the right cheese, there's so much variety. There's so much yeah. flexibility well, around cheese and crackers. You have shrimp like twice a year. <laughs> that's, that's true. But is the fact that when you think of like the classic, you know, you come to grandma's <laughs> house and she's got the little Ritz crackers and the little cheese. And that's you true. any time. That, see, that's, that is the thing about it. You could have it any time. My and family the, also eats shrimp a lot. And the other one that it's, it's actually, so cheese and crackers is going to be going up against veggies and dip. Which, now that is a... Which beat cornbread. I can see that. That is unbelievable. Cheese and I, crackers not, and veggie and dip. That is a that's an interesting. That's a twelve seed versus a thirteen here's, seed. Here's the problem, and maybe you guys have experienced too. You yes. know, the relish tray or the appetizers. Yeah. Yes. You get carried away with that, and you're too full for dinner. Exactly. But the key is, you have to sometimes those appetizers put them out really early before dinner. You know, you get the stomach warmed up a little bit, yeah, that's, and yeah. because. That's one of the biggest rookie mistakes you can make at Thanksgiving. Say, oh, I'm not going to eat anything all day so I can have a big Thanksgiving dinner. That never goes well because mm-hmm. you take a couple bites of things here and there. You're like, well, I'm full because you haven't eaten anything all yeah. day. you got to get the stomach warm. Yeah. Traditionally, it's that you come in, the parade's on or and or the game is on. Yes. You have the appetizers out. You're nomming on those, just grazing on those. And then eventually the hours pass until dinner is ready. And then exactly. you're ready to, to indulge. We exactly. usually have pickles, olives. Yeah, stuff like that. Pickles. Pick- <laughs> yes. Pick- no, pickles did good. Pickles was surprisingly competitive. Pickle- yeah, pickles did. What, who did they match bacon, up against? Bacon Pickle? wrapped shrimp. And what was the score of that? Um, Are you looking at the scores? No, we're looking at oh, the bracket. Yeah, but no. Pickle- bacon wrapped shrimp lost. No, no it, they, won. it won. It won. It was closer it than was expected. Close. <laughs> I'm, there's there there was the the best thing about this was and I <laughs> this was the this has been the greatest part of the bracket so far. I was at the Northeastern Clinton Beekman Town boys game on Tuesday night. And I'm live tweeting. I'm giving updates. I mean, I'm telling you, that game was very intense. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at my mentions at one point. And just out of the blue, somebody tweets at me and and goes, how was Coleslaw 16 (laughs) seed? And I was looking at it. I was like, wait, what is going on here? What's important? And and I looked at it. I was like, oh, he's talking about the... But I was so caught off guard. And I was talking to um, Ken Drake from New Channel 5 was next to me. And I showed him that tweet. And we were both dying of laughter at that. I mean, somebody was just fired up about Coleslaw. And I had Coleslaw as a 16 seed. Um, we got spinach artichoke dip, and I have to say, I tried to seed it the way I thought those foods are popular. I love coleslaw; I think it's great. But and you I perceive would, it to be less. Yes, popular. I don't think it's a really popular thing. 
Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should have actually given something that I like a little bit more credit. Well, last weekend, St. Alexander's, my church in Morrisville, had uh-huh. their harvest dinner. It was oh. the only harvest dinner in the area yep. for Catholic churches. And we got it. It was all takeout. Mm-hmm. We got two takeout dinners, and they had coleslaw as part of it. And it was really good. Was it good? Yeah. The, so um, I, I, I feel you, Joey. No, that's good. That's good then. And so when you have your coleslaw, do you like it um, kind of soupy with like a little bit more mayo not and too, vinegar? So you don't like a lot soupy. of vinegar in it. So you yeah, want it, I don't you, want it too soupy. I agree. Uh, and don't and put any unnecessary ingredients in no. there. No. Like raisins. No. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's a thing? Yes. Oh, that's, that's a crime. No, no. Is that, if you just have the dressing in the cabbage, then... No, You're that good. that I am not really a big fan of. Um, but but a, a couple of matchups that um, yeah, what stick out in. to you? Yes, baked potato and stuffing. The clash of the carbs. I feel like that's that a could... that's a matchup. Yes, yes. Oh well, stuffing will win because you don't have yes. baked potatoes at, at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I had baked potatoes at Thanksgiving. That's stupid. What? <laughs> My mom's mashed potatoes really is going up. <laughs> mashed potatoes is on there. It's going up in grades. Cranberry sauce, which is an interesting. No, yes. I, I've never been a cranberry fan. I have no. I've never been either. Um, I have to say because I just looked up the numbers. Obviously, we've been talking that lasagna steak matchup. That's one of the most competitive matchups. The final score of that was two hundred and seven to two hundred one. So hey. six votes. So if you have not voted in this tournament and you're upset that steak didn't win. And you didn't vote, that's on you. So, but I have to say, there's been those some... Those mail-in votes? Those mail-in votes, yes. yeah. I, I feel like I might, I'm, honestly, you know, somebody might come after me and say there might be some election fraud. I don't know. Stop the count. Um, stop the count. Start the count. Stop the count. Um, I'll admit. I and bacon-wrapped shrimp. Bacon-wrapped, bacon I just sounded like a southerner. Right? Bacon-wrapped shrimp. Um, <laughs> bacon-wrapped shrimp beat pickles only 186 to 176. Ooh. So... There's been some pretty competitive, uh, competitive uh, choices that have been going on throughout all this. I will admit right now, if there's one that I especially want to win, I'll log on to Twitter. I'll vote for it. I'll jump to another one with burner accounts. I'll vote again for it. I'll jump you to can't another do burner that. account. That's election fraud. I have to say, in this tournament, election fraud is encouraged. Stuff the ballot, stuff the ballot box. Do whatever. Yeah. You, do whatever you need to do to try and uh, to try and make sure your thing wins. Um, the, ter- the the matchups moving forward that stick out to me in this second round are, like you said, Ben, baked potato against stuffing. That could be interesting. No. Um, lasagna against fried turkey is... Fried turkey has, like, a cult following. <laughs> <laughs> but lasagna is a classic. And lasagna is a classic. So that will be something that's interesting. Now, prime rib and ham. I'm, uh, to be completely honest, I don't like either of those that's things. That's a battle? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel like those, well, prime rib, maybe less so, but... I'm not a big fan of either of those things, but I know people are. Ham. I We never would have those for Thanksgiving, but if it was a choice, I'd take prime rib. You take prime rib? Yeah, I, is this a hot, like, I, this is definitely a hot take. I hate ham. I do not like it. Um, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, some hams are better than others, obviously, yes. yeah. and some aren't bad. Ham okay. is one of those things that if you pay for it and you pay good for it, it's going to be good. If you get the little rinky-dink there. Yeah, that's true. That's, that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, the desserts region of the bracket is a bloodbath. These are the these are the second round matchups. Okay, apple pie against cim- cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. So apple pie. apple pie against cinnamon rolls. Chocolate cake against pecan pie. 
Well, there's my winner right there in that matchup, pecan pie. Yeah, pecan pie is that's, yes. that's delicious. You, you can't have pecan pie just casually. No. <laughs> Chocolate and, it, and it's Thanksgiving appropriate. Yes. Exactly. You can't just be like, you know, it's it's Tuesday night. I think I could go for some pecan pie. And that's the thing that I've been trying to figure out with this. Are people voting with Thanksgiving in mind, or are they just looking at the foods and go, oh, I will. I like I'm that. voting with Thanksgiving in mind. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I don't, but I don't know if that's the case I because think that's the patriotic way. Remember with sports. Election. Remember with sports. Sports food madness when tacos made it to the final four. I haven't really had a taco at any type of sporting event before. That strikes me as something a little messy. Remind me who won that? Uh, pizza. Pizza. Pizza right. beat out yes. chicken wings, which you weren't happy about. That's true. Um, the other two matchups in the dessert region are chocolate cream pie against cheesecake, and then we have apple crisp against pumpkin pie, no. which I think could be a little interesting. I have pumpkin pie and pecan pie, Duke and doubt, and then I have pecan pie. Interesting. Taking it off. The other, um, the other, oh, the only other uh, matchup that kind of sticks out to me a little bit: pasta salad against garlic bread. I noticed that one too. That that you're shaking your head, Joe. Why? No pasta salad at Thanksgiving. No. No. I've uh, pasta salad. I see pasta salad at, at the Thanksgiving table. I, I think that's pretty decent. Do you have sweet potatoes on there? Sweet potatoes did. I'm pretty sure. Did sweet potatoes win? I just closed out my phone. Um, Why'd you do that to me? Sweet potatoes <laughs> and and um, butternut squash. Butternut sweet potatoes won. Sweet potato, yeah, okay. So sweet potatoes sweet won. Potatoes, oh, sweet potatoes beat glazed carrots. Yes, tragedy. <laughs> glazed carrots are good. Glazed, glazed carrots, carrots are, are good. Really good. I had a really hard dilemma with that because aren't glazed carrots kind of like yams? No, <laughs> no, no. There's something they different. look like, like, mm. but they're not. Okay, okay. So <laughs> yams are sweet potatoes. So there, so um, there's that. And um, so green bean casserole. Green, green so bean sweet, it's sweet, pe- sweet it's, it's sweet potatoes against green bean casserole. <laughs> oh no! Yes, is that a hot topic for you now? Battle of the Titans. No, yes. that's, that's that's a that's a heartfelt one, but it's an easy choice. Green bean casserole. Interesting. I I, I have to say, I just actually kind of started like I, I, I for the longest time I I was not a fan of green beans. Um, but I, I had them recently. Oh, I was like, no. I mean, green beans on their own are okay, but green beans with no, like it's... four cans of like yeah. <laughs> cream of mushroom soup. Mushroom soup. Uh, <laughs> you know what's really good? Green green beans, and you put them in a pan with a little with a little garlic, a little oil, yeah. roast them up. Yeah. That's good. It is. That, I don't know if that's an Italian thing Street or if that's, a, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where it's at. That, I'm telling you, that's the good stuff. It is good. Um, so lots of good matchups there. Yeah, so with that in mind, it's always fun talking about food. Mm-hmm. You can vote on this tournament on my Twitter, at Joey LaFranca, as well as the Press Republican Instagram and Facebook stories. Now that we are in the second round, I'm only putting out two matchups each day because I'm trying to extend the tournament a little bit longer. For the first round, I was doing four but I want to have it so we have the championship on Thanksgiving. Yes. And I would like that to have a little bit of fun. Okay. I think I've done the math properly, and I think we'll get there. If not, maybe, we'll see, a little, maybe we'll see a little bit more matchups on one day to try and even it out. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and we will uh, we'll see what ends up winning. I think this tournament is kind of wide open. I would not be surprised to see Turkey actually go down at some point. Oh, Stuffing's going to win. Yeah, as it should win. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I I, res- I respect that. Do you know what I had in my final bracket? And these aren't like typical Thanksgiving foods, but I was going more of the mindset of what people might just like: mac and cheese against cheesecake. No. Cheese cheese matchup. That I'm yeah. telling you. You watch. That 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 clogs me up just thinking. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> and now we're back to the clogged toilet. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, but again, it's it's if you if, if you need a little election release 
Absolutely. Really, uh, and that's what, what, what did you tell, tell the listeners what you said to me on the first yes. day when uh, I was The day there. after Election Day, which I believe was the day that when was the, the first, first day it started. I'm like, this is the this is the thing that brings America together. <laughs> Thanksgiving food. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I forgot in the main courses, did you have goose on there? No, I did. I thought about that, but I put duck instead. I always wanted to try a goose. A goose. What yeah. about turducken? Turducken. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, it makes me just think of John Madden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the turducken here. Um, but that that'll be interesting. I haven't looked at what the football matchups are for Thanksgiving either, but I assume your Cowboys are playing. Detroit Lions always play. Yeah. And Dallas Cowboys always. Yes. Play. And I think who yeah. are they playing? The Washington football uh, team. That doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> Joe has been so so upset about his Cowboys this year. I have to say though, I mean, nobody could have expected them to have so many injuries at the quarterback position. No. Dak Prescott's injury was gruesome, terrible. Gruesome. I was going to say disgusting. That's another word for it. Um, and then Andy Dalton's out. Who are they on now? What what string quarterback are they on? The four string? Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I think my Giants have a chance. Uh, I, th- I, I if they can beat the Eagles. Yeah, it's kind of hard to figure out who you want to win those games because <laughs> they're I, all so bad. All I know is if the, if my Giants can keep winning, I'll be all right with that. But Ben, you have to adopt a team just so you can like just get into it. He a likes the bit. Dolphins. I will adopt. You like the Dolphins? I will adopt the. Just don't do the Jets. Don't do it to yourself. What did I call them? The Southeastern Snakes. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. You have to pick a team though. Do you want to be? What if about what about the Packers? You had that like affection yes. at first. The Actually, I do like that. That's a good team because I learned down. the origins of the Packers. Cheeseheads. Yes, the Cheeseheads. Yes. And you can maybe one day you can go to Lambeau Field and do the Lambeau leap into the crowd. How about that? <laughs> that, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> it probably is. But with that in mind. Uh, we will kind of conclude it here, and uh, you can you can listen to the uh, podcast as always on iTunes, SoundCloud. We put it on the Press Republican Facebook page, our Twitter, and our website, PressRepublican.com. And with that in mind, Joe, send us off. Thank you, everybody, for listening once again, and we wish everybody a little weak side help. <laughs> <laughs>